Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Let's go get him. That's another one for the fire. All right, and we're back with a, another episode of Horror Vision. I'm your host, John. And I am the co-host, Boog. And we got VHS 94 for you today. Um, why? Uh, well, I figured it was new. It was streaming on uh, the Shutter streaming service. And I really barely use that service. Like, I use it to watch, like, the Joe Bob Briggs, like, his special and stuff like that. And I figured I'd seen the first three. Liked the first two. They were solid. Um, wasn't a big fan of the third one. And then this was, like, exclusive for them, uh, for Shudder. So, like, I figured we'd check it out. And then if I was going to check it out, I was going to make you check it out. And, uh, yeah, that's how we got to where we're at right now. You make some solid points. That's, I, I, that's just how it went down. I'm just, hey, I'm just being honest with you. If, if nothing else, book, I will always be honest with you. I appreciate that. You're fucking garbage. I appreciate your honesty. <laughs> I'm never, you're never letting you forget that. Oh, trust me, you won't. All right. So before we hop into it, uh, best segment of the week. What have you been up to, Bug? So this week, I realized why I love this time of year. I absolutely love everything pumpkin flavored. Yeah, it's because you're a basic white bitch. I'm sorry, but pumpkin pie, pumpkin rolls. Oh, yeah. I mean, pumpkin pumpkin I pie is my favorite favorite pie yeah. for sure. Yeah, same here. But also, I mean, just you go to the grocery store and I get like pumpkin cake cups and. You know, it's a really Ooh. underrated cookie. Pumpkin gobs. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, if I get like a thing of those from the store, like I I can just in like one sitting just whoop those down. Those are Absolutely. So, fuck, I want one now. Well, that's your fault for bringing it up. No, it's your fault. <laughs> no, it's your fault. You didn't bring up pumpkin-flavored things. It's the time of year. How would I not bring it up? I guess I guess. Well, if we're devil's advocate, uh, looking on the bright side here, since it is that time of year, I can go to the store and get some pumpkin gobs. You're really good. Right after this, you could. I, I might. I'm not going to say I am, but I might. I like your uh, optimism there. It might rain outside, though, so I don't know. That's that's my deciding factor if I'm going to go outside today. <laughs> what are you? Are you a witch this year or something? That's racist, you, and you know it. You afraid you're going to melt or something, huh? 
No, I just don't feel like uh, getting in the car and, and like that brief like two two seconds between the getting the car and then getting back out of the car where it's raining. I don't I don't want to get rained on. Hey, you used to tell me if you were a witch, right? I would never. I wouldn't tell you anything, book. I know I started the episode by saying that uh, if anything, I'll be honest with you, but that was a lie. He's definitely a witch. You're garbage. Uh, I guess we'll hop into the story of this movie here real quick, and then uh, we'll get going from there. Uh, so VH90, VHS 94. Have you ever seen a VHS book? Like... Into that? Like the actual like the box thing? Like a physical VHS, yes. I was born in the 90s. That you don't count, though. You were so late in the 90s, it's like pretty much like you were born in like 2015. I remember going to the local grocery store, and they had, I don't think it was, I don't remember it being like a blockbuster, but they had that movie section in there, and we used to get VHSs all the time. You were in a, you were, oh, fuck it. I said, I don't think it was a, v, a, a blockbuster, but it was like a blockbuster because it, it was just like a movie section. Uh, blockbuster was a separate store of course if you were in the local grocery store it wasn't a fucking blockbuster book like it, it was the eagle video at giant eagle yeah but they have like subways and giant eagles and, and mcdonald's and like walmart so like why can't a blockbuster be in a, in a grocery store video rental places like i don't understand like it's stupid and the other local one was like movies plus there yeah, was there wasn't a blockbuster around us but that's i mean besides the point like of course if you were in a local grocery store there wasn't a blockbuster in your local fucking grocery store listen okay i was late to the 90s i don't remember it too well yeah you didn't even learn how to read till the 2000s couldn't even talk yeah because i was fucking like three when the when we hit the year 2000 you, you say, can't blame me for that. You didn't say your first word till nine eleven. Oh, yeah, you damn. Right. You said, "Damn, this is compelling TV." And, De- and then Deb was pissed. You probably got beat. That you probably had to go to church. It was not a fun weekend for me. Nine eleven happened on a Tuesday, I think. It was one. It was one of those days. I was at school. I got to go home. And I, I threw a football in the yard with my dad for a little bit. That was fun. That was a fun day. Uh, I was at preschool. I mean, when it, it happened. wasn't a fun day, but from a perspective of like a ten year old kid, it was relatively not the worst day. Story wise, uh, let's get into that here. So the VHS series, um, basically, it's like an anthology. Um, the first three. Uh, the first well was the third yeah although they were on Netflix originally so it was uh like a, a collective of directors uh got together um and the overall like premise of it is uh, there's some type of wraparound story in each of them like most anthology series and they uh center around somehow uh like uh either like police or like an investigating team. They find collections of VHSs uh, at these random locations, and then they uh, 
Uh, basically, they watch the individual ones. Typically, I think most of them have four, three or four um, little like uh, individual stories in them. Um, and then there's the wraparound that brings it, brings it together. Uh, this one follows the same uh, formula as that. Uh, they did bring back some of the people that worked on the other ones. Um, the overall story concept for this was done by one of the, the was done by one of the directors that uh, we're familiar with a little bit. We I know because we had talked about this in the past, but we were both um, fans of his film The Ritual that was streaming on Netflix, uh, David Bruckner. Uh, he ha has a, a few good movies that he's done over the years there, uh, as well as he has a lot of projects coming up. I think he's working on the new Hellraiser that they're coming out with. Uh, he recently just released, that got good reviews, but I'm still a little bit skeptical on, but The Night House. Um, I thought about maybe at some point, maybe in November, us checking that out. Uh, but I, I know that we both were fans of the ritual. Brunner. Yeah, I, I absolutely love the ritual. Yeah, I, th I, I really thought that was done well because we typically, usually like once a year, we'll, we'll go on like camping trips and that just reminds us of like the boys going out camping. Well, the last camping trip wasn't like that, but we're not going to talk about that one. We'll talk about the next one. How's that? Yeah, the only thing I got to say about that one is uh, someone. You like spaghettis and meatballs? Yeah, do you like eating spaghetti on a camping trip? So just uh, for the people listening out there, think about that for a second. Um. So anyway, this one's broken down. Uh, there is four segments in this one. Um, the, the start off though, the, the wraparound story. So basically what sets up the different segments, um, it's, uh, like a SWAT team goes in to this like warehouse and there's, uh, I guess like a cult, uh, group there, creepy that like cut eyes out and there's voices that are coming across like the TV and the PA system saying all these like weird things. And they, they discover the, the first VHS. Um, the main stories are storm drain, the empty wake, the subject terror. And, uh, it, it, it finishes up with, uh, the ending wrap around there at the end. Um, so the first uh, story in it, Storm Drain, um, involves a reporter who's investigating a lo local urban legend um, about the rat man that lives in the sewers. Uh, they basically d discover like a like religious group that like worships this guy and uh, they get captured the one of the crew dies and then the reporter goes back on the news and not spoiling too much with with that story but it has like an epic scene with like a live on air um like face melting that i thought was pretty cool um that one was written and directed by chloe okono um and then the, the next story you have by simon barrett who i don't know 
if you're familiar so much with his work, but he's done a few films I like, like The Guest, and also I still keep saying I'm going to get you to watch it at some point, but my favorite movie, well, I guess at this point it's over 10 years old, fuck, but um, uh, You're Next, that's one of my favorite modern uh, horror movies. Uh, so we'll definitely have to get you to check that out at some point, Boog, but I'm a big fan of uh, Simon's work. Uh, his film, his segment was The Empty Wake. Uh, basically, they have someone at a funeral home that's, uh, I guess not really like a security guard, but they were tasked with um, watching the body over the night. Uh, some creepy things happen as far as like, uh, when the wake goes down, only like some weird, strange fucking people show up. Uh, there's a tornado hits the funeral home. Uh, body comes back to life. Uh, th that one's not pretty simple, straightforward there. Uh, the next one that you have uh, as far as segments in this movie, you have The Subject, written and directed by Tim... To Honto, I think it's pronounced. I'm, I'm not sure. There's a lot of J's, a lot of A's in there. Um, this one, I don't know about you, but it reminded me a lot of a first-person video game. Uh, this basically involves a uh, like mad scientist-type guy making human hybrids and them trying to escape and uh, like a media member um basically investigating and it, that's that's a it's a crazy one it, a lot of the scenes in that one reminded me because at one point it shifts to the perspective of one of the human mechanical cyborgs and it's it's literally like a first person video game uh and then the last main segment we have before it goes into the the wrap up overall is terror and this one involves a like a paramilitary group um, that is going to create these bombs based upon this creature's blood that it captured. Uh, the blood is explosive when it's exposed to sunlight. Uh, and so I guess based upon that, you could tell like that creature's a vampire. Um, but these people maybe aren't the most uh, professional paramilitary group, I would say. And some hijinks goes on there. The creature ends up escaping. It's a it's a big bloodbath. And then we get back to the wraparound where we find out more about the, the SWAT team that went in. And uh, a little bit about the group that, like the reasons why they have these VHSs and what their kind of motivation is. Um, nothing too crazy, same formula as the first three, uh, and then there you have it there, as far as the story. So, uh, with that, we'll, we'll hop into pros and cons, why don't you hit us with a pro and or con, statement, whatever, whatever the hell you want to do today, book, I don't even care, I don't give a shit no more. <laughs> okay, I'll start with a pro, I'll, I'll go light here. The practical effects, I thought, were excellent. Yeah, yeah, there was some real, real awesome ones. Um, particularly, like, what are some of the ones you like? Like, personally, I liked... Face melting. Yeah, I was going to say, that was literally words out of my mouth, was that was, like, pretty unexpected. 
and then the level of like viscera that happened like that's a i haven't seen a face melting done that well in a long time i think overall in all the segments even because it was not like the highest budget like it had a, a pretty small budget for the overall project um but like even when they were doing the cgi was solid just overall like as far as the presentation with the gore and, and special effects they did a good job um a lot of the gore was the kind where it's like it's grimy it's like you're gonna want to take a shower afterwards you know what i'm talking about i do i do know there's only one that i didn't like and it was the very last little segment there it was the the vampire mm-hmm. i didn't like the look of the vampire and i did not like the practical effects of the vampire yeah the- I, I wasn't a big fan of his design um so I, I would agree with you on that but my favorite one was the second segment when they're at the when the girls the at the funeral home yeah and like the zombie creature like with the half the head yeah yeah that was cool and the first, the first look of of the the zombie, I guess, I guess, I guess it's just a zombie. The first, the first look of the zombie, when she's like creeping around, like so it doesn't like hear her. It just like it's the thing's like wobbling back and forth, and its hand just like falls and it has a nice big like thump on the ground. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought that was like beautiful. I thought that was terrifying. The dude's literally like falling apart right did, in front of her. Yeah. What did you think of? Uh... The first segment, the Rat Man. What did you think of the Rat Man? Um, the look of the Rat Man, I thought was pretty well done. Um, to, to be honest, the first segment really threw me off with this. So I thought this movie was going to be more of like a uh, like a comedy comedy horror based off the first scene with the Rat Man. I just the the so the there news, there definitely is like a lot of like darker humor in this like it's it's like a serious temp but like it's not like it doesn't take itself like overly serious like i think definitely like with the last one with like the the different the military group they're getting drunk and just being like idiots like uh, there's definitely a lot of comedy elements in this yeah just but the first one really threw me off for what this this was like all about is i was laughing my ass off when they're the news is interviewing the one like hobo or whatever outside the sewer drain and they're like this is this is a drawn picture of what the rat man looks like and it looked like a two or like a second grader turned that in for an art project uh and he got like a b minus on it you know yeah i was like that that's a horrible horrible drawing what and the- then i saw then i saw the rat man i was like <clears throat> then i was like oh that's very accurate oh my god <laughs> you know it was to me that was like that was comedic so the, that kind of reminded me of, do you remember the old like YouTube viral hit, the, um, the leprechaun and that it was like the worst drawing and like they interviewed the one person that like, could have been a crackhead. Yeah. Yeah. That's what that kind of reminded me of. Um, another pro that I had, I thought, uh, it really like with the filters that they used and, um, like the clothes and just the overall feel of it, they really did a good job of capturing the '90s feel that they were going with. So I thought they did a good job on that. Um, if if you can remember the '90s, 
I remember the nineties. Did they filmed it on cameras from the nineties? Did that's they, how they did got they? the special nineties effect. I still got like a old nineties camcorder around here somewhere. They fucking uh, they what's that old cell phone? They filmed it on that old cell phone, like a Nokia brick phone. Like they could, yeah, they, they can't book because those didn't have camera. Phone. I don't. know. You're an idiot. You're too young. You're not nope, an idiot. They, you're just they, dumb. <laughs> nope. They modified it, put a camera on it. That's how they filmed this movie. You're. I hate you. You're so stupid. <laughs> Welcome to my version of the '90s. Your version of the '90s was you just like shit in your pants for like three straight years. Yeah, because I was three. You're not supposed to be shitting your pants when you're three, bud. Sorry. No. I guess it's more I, I mean, more acceptable than now, but you should have really been working on that earlier. Um, that really wasn't up to me. That was up to my parents. <laughs> I don't know. You could have. You could have tried a little harder. How could I have tried I was, harder? I was talking to your parents recently. They said, "Yeah, he definitely could have put a little bit more effort into not shitting his pants." Right. Maybe just Rat a little bit more, <laughs> a little more effort. Um, but I guess like so, this is something that's when you're talking anthology films, something that you like really take into consideration. The ones that are more successful than the other ones is the overall like consistency and strength of the individual stories that make up the anthology. Um, I definitely think this was a little bit uneven, so it did hurt it, but if you were going to have to, if you were going to rank the, uh, individual stories, like, like one being your favorite, four being your, your, like you think is the worst, what, what would you go with in this one? Um, cause I think me personally, what I would go with. I liked the storm, the storm drain, the Ratman one. That would be my number one. Um, actually, if I think about it, I would probably go one, three, two, four. I mean, that's a hundred percent. Looking at this, like I wanted to like because I'm a fan of Simon Barrett, the Wake more, but that one was just like a real simple, nothing crazy on that one. Um, but I did have fun with the third one, the subject, the one with the cyborgs, just because it was, it was, a, it was like a video game. Like they captured like the video game feel great. Um, and just the, the gore and the insanity of it. It was just a while. It was just a fun, like wild little segment there. Um, and then the last one, the terror uh coming in my four slot there it just wasn't it just didn't work for me like we talked about already like the vampire design wasn't great and then the idea of like using its blood for bombs and i don't i feel like it probably would just be easier um, to make bombs like i'm not real up on bomb making per se but uh I think it would be easier than just siphoning blood from a vampire than also have to use... I don't know. I don't know the logistics of it. You're not supposed to think that hard in this type of film. But, yeah, that, that one just really didn't work for me. Um, but I, I'd say the, the two strong points were the, the storm drain and the subject. The Those ones worked for me. Yeah, the storm drain, like I said, I thought it was... This was going to be like more of a comedy so I, I actually really enjoyed that one. The, the, uh, what is it? 
the, like the third one, you said it perfectly. And I actually wrote this down um, when I was watching the movie and I was like, did they just make a first person shooter movie? Like it was, it was portrayed like perfectly of how, you know, have you ever seen, have you ever seen hardcore Henry? I have not. That came out a few years back now, but that one was like in, in that style. It was like the first, but that one was like a video game. It reminded me a lot of, uh, I don't know if you remember the game Mirror's Edge, where like you're like free running on roofs and stuff like that. Um, but that was the all whole like first person movie, which it was pretty cool. There's some cool scenes in that, but it, it reminded me of that a lot. Um, but yeah, I had I had the same thing down in my notes. Like I was like, this is a video game. Um, don't get me wrong. Like the other ones, The Wake I thought was excellent. It just wasn't my favorite, just because it was basic. It was very simple. There was really only. That's the same, like, like there's things I liked actors, about it. it. It wasn't bad, but it was just, it didn't do anything crazy. There was, like, which you don't necessarily have to do. Like, it was well put together, but there just wasn't much there. Um, so the same, I like, the Storm Drain, like, that's my number one. But there wasn't, like, much to that segment. If you really think about it, like, they didn't really have a message there. It was just kind of like, it just happened, you know? Like, because she escapes, or actually it's like, just released i really don't explain it from the that the cult group and the rat man and then she goes back to her job on the news and then she has that incident where like she vomits the black stuff and melts that dude's face but like there was then it's just like over like it was like okay like uh i don't know like what the point of this was but like it was cool Yeah, it it was it kind of ended abruptly, but I didn't think there was anything wrong with that. You know, like I kind of liked how like they, she just kind of went back to normal. She was like a workhorse in her field, you know. And these segments is they have the whole setup, and then they hit the punchline, and then that's like done. Yeah, there's no, some of the punches dallying around. Yeah, some of the punches are more effective than the other ones. Like that ending with her on the news and melting that guy's face was like fucking awesome. Like that's when I was like, I wasn't too sure about the movie. And then like, I saw that and I was like, yeah, I, I can, I can get through this. <laughs> uh, but the, so a, a con I do have the overall like wraparound story in this, in the VHS anthology series, they they haven't really had the strong wraparounds. It's just loosely, connected things really to to get the other stories the vhs is in there um but this one was like real weak on that part like i definitely um definitely took a hit as far as like in the score with the wraparound story because like when i'm looking as the an anthology i look at the main things i look for is like you have like a solid wraparound story for telling these stories and then the the main one I look is like the strength of your individual stories like throughout um like if you look at classic ones like the original creep show they have an interesting wraparound story for setting up for telling these stories and then the strength throughout the individual segments is there so like that's that's how I base like my scores with these anthologies um, another anthology I love, and they did it a unique way because they don't really break into the individual stories. They're all intertwining together, uh, is Trigger or Treat. And I fucking love that movie. 
I don't think I've ever seen Trick or Treat in in its entirety. I've only seen like sections of it. Um, just never, never had to. Yeah, but th- so this wraparound story, just with the the SWAT team, and then what you find out about them and the weird like cult group that are cutting people's eyes out and and like creepy stuff. Like it was just kind of like I'm not really sure what's going on here, and it's not that interesting, you know. I get you. So what else you got here? What else other notes you got about this movie? So I I just want to clarify. So I actually liked the fourth one, even though it is my least favorite one, but I actually liked it besides the, the practical effects of the vampire, like the overall look of the vampire I did not like, but I like, I like that. Like the, them being able to like put, vampire blood into a creature or into a person and them just like using them as like bombs suicide and you know so like <clears throat> I, I thought that was very different but you know I, I don't think i've ever seen that in a movie ever which i i liked but the main thing that i i thought the fourth one was kind of funny too is because at first i couldn't tell i thought they were just like going in like randomly killing like prisoners but then after like the second or third time I realized it was the same prisoner and every time they killed the the vampire like the first vampire I died laughing cuz they always did it like a huge big ceremony and you know that these like rednecks are like mm-hmm. let's go get him again mm-hmm. yep yep he's dead take some of his blood like I don't I, I just thought that was funny I don't know what it is but it just made me laugh. It didn't really work for me. Um, the decision making when it came in, like when the vampire was free and how they went about it, like I don't know. It just didn't. It didn't work for me. But uh, to each their own on that. Um, yeah, I really didn't have too many other notes on this. Uh, not like a super long movie. Nothing too crazy. Um, wasn't my favorite of the VHS series. Uh, I think still the first one's the strongest and the, the second VHS movie, while not as good, it had some segments like, uh, probably of the whole series, the VHS series. I think the segment that worked the most for me, um, was the one with the aliens in the second one. That one like creeped me out. Like that one was creepy. Um, so I, I don't think you've seen those, but if you're going back, I would definitely, I would say that the first two are worth watching. Um, third one, uh, VHS viral, not uh, as good. And I definitely, I think this one's definitely better than the than the um, than the third one. And I would say maybe overall better than the second one, but I still think the first one, as far as in the series, is the best one. But even then, like they're not like anything super crazy, but they are enjoyable. Minus the third, the third one sucks. <laughs> yeah, I never saw any of the other ones, uh, so I and I I never saw like a trailer for this movie, so I had no idea going in what was about to happen. I think I wrote down like three, four times, what is going on, what is going on, because I thought there yeah, was like gonna... an overall arcing story of it. I didn't know it was like segmented, segmented. And that, that, like, after every single one, I just had no idea what was going on. And then at the very end, at the very end 
of the movie when they like realized like the two girls were like the ones who were doing this. I completely forgot about like their whole plot. So like I didn't understand that either. Like it was too broken up for me to get to to understand like what they were doing. Yeah, I think it just wasn't the over like the wraparound portion you're talking about. I just didn't think it was like that interesting of an overall story. No, because nothing nothing happened. Every time after after a scene would end and they would go to like to to the wraparound scenes, it's they would already like jump way ahead and someone was already dead or something already happened, you know? Like Yeah. With the with the wraparound scenes they made it seem like you had to figure out what happened in between the like the last one and this one while you were watching that like that little uh VHS, you know? Yeah. And it was And I didn't like, I didn't like that. Yeah, it kinda like takes you out of it. Um I yeah. I, I just the wrap around the wraparound segment just didn't work for me. Like just going like, into it, I needed it, to know more than just Hey, there's this movie. Watch it. Yeah. You know, I like. I wish. I wish but, I. But then again, trailers. Watch the old ones. Yeah, I mean, so they they don't. None of the like in the series really connect together. <laughs> They're just all like loose reasons to watch these individual segments. But so I guess my one complaint for the series, like if they wanted to make a more like cohesive, better put together film, is just take some time and focus on the wraparound segment a little more. And, like, I'm not asking for much. You really just need, like, a loose thing to put them all together, but just make it, like, coherent and semi-interesting, and then, you, and then you're good to go on that. Um, but as far as, like, the other films in the series, their wraparounds never really... Um, paid off. Yeah, not, I wouldn't even so much say pay off, but they just didn't, like, pull it all together, which obviously as a wraparound is, is what you need to do. But, uh, yeah, other than that, um, I didn't really have any other complaints with this. I was, I was surprised definitely coming off. Like, so I, I'd already seen the other ones, like, like we were saying before. So you coming in blank and not even seeing a trailer for this, um, you really didn't know what to expect in, but I, I had the general idea of what these films were about and I'd seen the trailer and I saw it advertised on shutter. So I was like, oh, we can check it out. It's new. Um, so just like knowing that coming in, I, I kind of had an idea what to expect. Um, and it definitely exceeded my expectations because the, the first two, like the first one's well put together. I liked that. And the second one had a few good segments and my favorite segment of the whole series, but it wasn't anything really special. And the third one was just bad. Um, so I didn't have like the highest expectations for this, but this definitely exceeded that. Um, and and for what it was, I thought they 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 did a solid job on this. I have a feeling we're about to give different scores. Okay, well, uh, based on that, we'll hop in here. Uh, I'll, I'll go first. Uh, ratings recommendation. Uh, as far as my rating, um, this isn't anything crazy. Um, I would recommend watching it. But uh, like as far as a rating, I'd give it like a like a six point five. Um, there's definitely varying quality of the different segments in this, and like I was saying before, that kind of takes the score down. That's what you 
your base anthology on is like the overall strength of of all the segments there um there was some great scenes of gore uh in, in the 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 concepts for each individual segment were entertaining um like little unique stories there like even the one i didn't like the terror like the concept of a using vampire's blood to create bombs i hadn't even thought of that so there was definitely unique ideas in this film um but there was a lot of shortcomings uh the, the wraparounds like i said the, the overall quality of all the segments put together um it's nothing crazy uh nothing like that hasn't really been seen before there was a few unique concepts, like I was saying, but I, I just, they're on, I think they're on the right track. If, if this one's successful and they make another one, but there's uh, like things in the series so far, they're four, four films in, um, that if they just took a little bit more time and, um, ironed out some of the issues, they could make a quality, uh, anthology film because if you really think about it like a lot of anthology films really just end up not working um but they definitely there is uh, a, a successful formula in there if they can just iron out some of those issues uh, as far as who i'd recommend it to i would um anyone that's a fan of gory uh underground style like grungy films um especially like retro style films, which is crazy. I think that nineties is retro now. Um, but if you're a fan of that, you'd like this film. If you've seen the, the first three, definitely check this one out. This one's, this one's up there. Um, as far as I liked it, probably, I'd probably say it's the second best film in the series, uh, behind the first one. Um, definitely the quality's improved since VHS viral. So if you're a fan of those films, check it out. Um, the blood and gore and guts fans of that check it out and if you're a fan of anthology films um, I know like a lot of them that come out this the quality's not there but this one um, it's at least decently well done by people that it showed that they, they cared about what they were making uh, not all of it works it has its issues but overall I'd recommend it to those people and if you do watch it if you're not really into it because I know this really wasn't your style of film and I guess we'll find out here like soon as I finished like rambling on um, but just from talking to you I think even before knowing what your score is on this that you were definitely surprised if not anything about what you saw in this film so I would say if, if you're not even an anthology film fan um, it's the Halloween season check it out just give it a check out uh, overall, I was entertained. Um, I did want a little bit more from this film, but I did have lower expectations. So if you go in with not high expectations, I don't think you'll be that disappointed. For my ratings and recommendations, my rating, I'm going to give it as a 5.1. Uh, I didn't really want to give it above a 5, but I was entertained mainly because the dark humor in the first and the last sketch. Um, I don't I don't know what it was, but it just like it made my funny bone laugh, I guess, or tickle, whatever you want to say. I don't know I don't know why, but it did what it did. 
What, you're out here tickling boners? Funny bone, not boners. Okay. But, um, I mean, I, I thought it was, the, the, the four scenes I thought were all great. They were, they were funny, they were scary, they were, each one brought a different, different, like, uh, feel to the movie, and when they did that and put it as a whole collection, I really liked that, but the wraparound story of the, of this film, I did not like at all, um, just because it, it made you wonder what actually happened, you try to, you had to piece it together as you were watching it, and it didn't actually show you anything, and at the end of the day after this movie i was still like lost of what exactly i just watched um so rating i'm going to get a 5.1 recommendations kind of tough for me because like i said earlier i never saw the first three films uh of this series so i can't really say if this one's better or worse than the other ones i can't say that you should watch this one and not the third one or Watch this first and second one, then this one. You know, I I can't I can't make that judgment call right now. Um, what I will say is, if you have Shutter and you are out of things to watch, I would recommend watching this. Um, I wouldn't go out of my way to buy Shutter. I, I see that Shutter is what six dollars a month. Yeah, I wouldn't go out of my way to to buy Shutter just for this movie. I think that's kind of ridiculous. There's a lot of other great movies on there that you could watch. Um, I would only really recommend this is if you're running out of options and you just need to, you want to watch some good special effects and some mini stories here and there. It, it, yeah, I mean, that's just, the, this the reason why I checked it out. Stuff. Like, let's talk about Shudder for a second here. Um, I just to even justify like using Shudder. I I end up checking this out because like I have it and really the only things I end up watching on Shutter are the the Joe Bob Briggs specials that he does, um, and then like maybe some of the other older like Italian horror films, um, but overall like not hated on Shutter like I I like the concept like uh, horror service like streaming service like dedicated to that like obviously that's right up our alley. Um, but the overall selection on shutters, they have a lot of movies, but not a lot of them I really want to watch, you know? And I, I just like figured like, well, this is on here. Like, and I've seen the other ones when like, cause they used to be like a, a Netflix, uh, like they would stream on Netflix. Um, and I was like, you know what? Like I got to justify that. Like, cause there's other things like shutter has their, some of their own programming. It's like the, the creep show TV series kind of based off the old, uh, Ramiro, Stephen King movies and i'll tell you what i'm not a big fan of that like i think in general because that's like anthology style as well um i guess my overall point with this is that it, it's tough to do anthology um because it really is like if you think about uh, a normal movie you're you're judged based upon the strength of your story of that movie and then how you execute that but in anthology series you have to take that in smaller chunks and you're judged based upon the strength of every individual story. So it kind of, I, it's very difficult to do anthology film. I guess that's my point. After watching this, I, I believe this is the first, first anthology film that I've watched. I, I can't remember any other ones. You never saw creep show. I don't believe so. You're like a big Stephen King guy, man. You're missing out. 
the first one's great. Stephen King plays a character in one of them. Great segment where he finds an asteroid and gets like this mossy like rash that covers his body. You got to watch it. It's great. I have a. That's one of the, actually the first DVDs that I got. Yeah, that's that. That um, shows how long ago I had that. I even like yeah. the second one. The second one's not as strong. Like that, it follows the issue with the, some of the segments aren't as strong. But Creepshow Two is good. Yeah, yeah, but this is this is like the first one that I can anthology that I can remember that I've seen, and I really did not like. I I don't I can say I don't like anthology films. Yeah, I know. I I know. You. I had a feeling since you'd not really seen too many anthologies that I didn't think to be fair, I didn't really think you were going to like this coming in, but I wanted to get that perspective. Like, cause I've coming from like my perspective is someone that's seen a lot of anthology horror films um, and had seen the other three films in the series. So I wanted to get like the flip side of your perspective. If you were someone that was just on the shutter streaming service and saw, Oh, this new movie, I'm going to check it out. Like, I, I just kind of wanted to see that little like juxtaposition, like from someone that has the background and is, does enjoy these style of films compared to someone that is just coming in fresh. Yeah. It, uh, I mean, that's, a good perspective to put one person who has good experience with it one person who's new to the the style yeah yeah to, to me so so to what, me, i guess the, to get to the the bottom of this so overall like were you entertained i was entertained that's why i gave it over a five okay but i wasn't it wasn't like crazy yeah to yeah me, it wasn't any like anything special like i just like the, I think the production was there, and it's definitely a step up from the last one. And I actually do think it's better than the second one, um, but the first one's still better put together than this, and has more memorable things. And um, and then just thinking about, I guess that's another criteria for the anthology, or or pretty much any horror film you watch. Is like, is there, like, what's this movie going to be remembered for? And then thinking back, there isn't too many like scenes that i'm going to remember but the one that i know that i think makes it worth watching even if you just check out that segment that that face melding scene i think that's what this film will be remembered for so there is like at least a memorable scene in this movie that was the first 20 minutes or first 30 minutes of the movie yeah. after that it, but the movie's not super long so so you figure like if you're that far in you might as well stick it out but for for that, that scene that. alone, I think it it makes this movie um, definitely. If you have the Shutter service, or I mean, we're not saying just go online like YouTube and watch the clip, but eventually, yeah, like check out check out that face mounting scene. It was fucking sweet. <laughs> All right, well, I guess that does it for our recommendations. I say check it out. Book says he was entertained, so you're was not gonna be not gonna be the biggest waste of time. Not something that you're going to remember for a long time. There is uh, a scene or two that will stick with you. Um, but yeah, nothing nothing any, any too crazy there. But uh, there's definitely worse wastes of your time than this, for sure. Oh, definitely. You can definitely waste your time a lot easier. Oh, trust me. I know you do. I really don't. 
Yeah, yeah, you do. Not, not, not compared to this. Dude, we were gonna record this an hour earlier than we did, and you took a. We were gonna record this two days earlier than we did, and you just took a two day long dump. Nope. You're the one that recommended not the one night. I'm just here so I don't get fined. Yo, you're already fined. You're, I'm burning down your house. Strike that from the record. Edit that. Where, where you? I was gonna say, where are you gonna move to when you come down here, huh? The beach. In the ash. In the ashes. I'm just I gonna would... live on the beach. It's just gonna be me and like a a DVD player on the beach. That's. Wouldn't be horrible as long as uh, I think I honestly as long as you can avoid hurricanes. I I I think it probably would be horrible if we were really thinking about it. I think that um, the sand would not not do well uh, for the DVDs. <laughs> All right, let's wrap it up here. Um, so if you are listening to this podcast on your favorite favorite streaming service, like fuck yeah, like you're doing it, bud. Uh, if not, we're on uh, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, uh, Google, Amazon, any any of the major uh, streaming platforms. Um, I saw we're getting a lot of buzz on iHeartRadio, uh, a lot of plays on there, which I was surprised. I didn't like they'd only recently started the podcast. I didn't know people used it for that, but like good on you. Um, yeah, so if you don't want to listen to it on whatever you found this on, like go listen to it on something else like come on man it's your life take charge uh if you want to reach out to us uh our email address is hunters horrorvision at gmail.com uh shoot us a, a message there whether you want us to check something out have any requests for movies just want to tell Boog like hey man you're doing good we're, we're proud of you like we're very receptive on there uh as well as we're on twitter at horrorvision uh, shoot us a DM on there as well. Give us a follow. We do some stuff on there. Um, we got a YouTube channel. That's Hunter's Horror Vision as well. Um, we do got some big plans for that in the future. So keep an eye out on that. Give us a uh, subscribe on there. Um, and as far as like, uh, if you like the episode, fucking recommend it to your friends. You, you little pieces of shit. Like, link, subscribe. I like how that's a thing and that makes no sense. I, I mean, I guess in some situations, I guess it does. I don't know. We don't, we don't know what we're doing. I, I misspoke the first time I ever said that and it kind of just stayed. You misspoke before? That's fucking nuts. All right, let's wrap. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, let's you, wrap. you got anything else? You got any anything you want to add? I'm pumped, dude. I'm pumped. I got, got, my, got my little tickies for Thursday. Little tickets to... Uh, the premiere nights of that. So let's talk about that for a second. Like movies come out on a Friday, right? But then you could always just go see them on Thursday. It used to be like, you could see the midnight showing on Thursday. And then all of a sudden they bumped it back. Like those midnight showings that are at 10. And now like I got tickets for seven o'clock on Thursday for a movie that comes out on Friday. Like I get it. It's the early premiere. I like seeing it early, but, um, Hell, like Halloween Kills on Thursday, they're like I, I, that was just weird to me. Like in our lifetime, it started like you could see the midnight premiere, so it's technically really is Friday when it comes out. But then like they kept bumping back that time, bumping back that time to where it's like 
I'm seeing it at 7 o'clock on Thursday, but you're saying this movie comes out tomorrow. You know? I don't know. Like, I don't hate it because I get to see the movie earlier, but that was I don't know, just a little thing that was weird to me. Can I just say one thing about that? Money. You, That's all I like to say about that. But, but it's it still doesn't make any sense. Like, you're saying money, but, like, what's the difference of just releasing it on Friday? And so instead of have, having a movie theater have one showing at midnight, they have three showings starting at 7 o'clock, 10 o'clock, and midnight. Yeah, but at that Monday. point, why don't you just release it on Thursday? And then you could show as many showings as you want on Thursday. I don't know. I don't... I'm not, I don't, I don't have the behind the scenes numbers on that, but obviously the financial analysts, they, they know, they know what makes the money. So, but I'm, I'm cool with it. I get to see the movie earlier than, than, uh, having to wait on Friday. So I'm, I'm What's the last that. movie that you can remember that only had a midnight showing? I know, I know what it is that I, and I think we were actually together. I don't know if this is the last one that we that, that it was for you for like a midnight showing. It I, was. Uh, I think it might have been like The Hobbit or something. No, mine was. Well, it, it could be for you. I think you were here. I think you went with me and my brother to this uh, Batman: The Dark Knight. I think we went. Oh to the yeah, midnight yeah, show. yeah. Because if you remember, uh, if you remember, we got home at like two. Two thirty, three in the morning, something like that. Yeah, it was like, you text me, and you're like, "You're like, dude, someone shot up a, a movie theater at the midnight showing in like Colorado." That was the uh, the Dark Knight Rises. Was it the Dark Knight Rises? Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but I think that was the last movie that like I saw at a that had only midnight showing. Yeah, it was. Um, I remember that because um, we got to the movie. Like, the movie was already, like, five minutes in when we got there. We, like, somehow got there late because we had to wait for your brother because that's when he worked um, as, like, that sous chef or whatever. And he, he got off work late, and we had to wait for your brother. And he, he got to the movie theater. The movie theater is 15 minutes away, and he drove us there in, like, five minutes. He was flying through North Park. <laughs> he was speeding. Yeah, but I, I I do remember that now. But I felt like we we've seen another one since. But like even like just in that that amount of time, like they kept they just keep bumping it, bumping it. Like which I, I mean, I'm cool with it. Like release it whenever. Like the earlier the better for me. But yeah, I, I think I'm pumped. I'm Endgame ready for that. I think we saw Endgame at midnight, or it was like one o'clock showing, or something like that. No, like that we, was the only we one saw, we could get. We saw for. Endgame at like eight o'clock. On a Thursday. Are you sure? Because yeah, because one, one of the, the end, one of the movies Endgame's, we got out at like three thirty. Endgame is the one because they already knew how huge Endgame was going to be. That was the one where it was like that Thursday they had showing starting at like six o'clock at night, and they had it like every every theater they had in there, they had showings until like one o'clock in the morning. Because you remember, like, the lines and the big groups of people, and there's, like, people talking about spoilers as they're coming out, and people were getting pissed. Like, they they pretty much had a full slate, like, that Thursday, instead of, like, its premiere on Friday. Like, people were... They, they knew they were making all the money with that movie. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was a given. That was a gimmick. Well, it only took twenty-two movies. Yeah. Well, we're uh, we'll get all all set up here, but uh, the back half of this month here, um, with our Halloween Kills release, that'll be our next episode, and then we got a bunch of different other little projects we are working on. So, I think the back half of our October is going to be packed. So, we should be catching full our whole steam here for the uh, last half of the spooky season. You ready to get spooked, boy? I'm ready to eat more pumpkin pie. Oh, fuck. I gotta go down to the store and get this pumpkin cob. Sorry, we better end this. Well, check you later. See you later. Bye.